Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 18, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing that jumps off the page is the narrow ranging day, the summer doldrum type of tape, light volume, they're just isn't any institutional participation. But let's discuss what we do have, not what we don't have. What we do have is a market that's still hanging around that 200 period moving average on the daily chart. Now we hit it and pulled back, but that's all that happened. It's a little bit of a pullback. Let's make the distinction between a little bit of a pullback and a rejection. When you hit an important spot, an important number, a breakdown candle high, a 200 period moving average, whatever it is, and if the market drops precipitously, rapidly, in fast fashion, that's one thing. That's a rejection. If the market just flutters around, pulls back a little bit, but doesn't really go anywhere meaningful on the downside, and they're still kind of hanging around that spot going back and forth, Doesn't matter whether you're in the summer doldrums, light volume, or what. What the market is doing is a couple of things. A, it's now building energy as long as it stays up in this range for another move higher. That's number one. The second thing it's doing before it's ready to take off again, if it's going to have another leg higher, it's eating time off the clock. It's building energy. We're just going to reiterate the thing that we said the last couple of times. We have a little bit of a pullback and another move higher. Little tiny pullback here, little tiny pullback here, move higher. Little tiny pullback here so far. Now, if it morphs into something else, we know how to handle that. What do we do with it? Well, as long as they stay above, let's just use the benchmark we've been using, 420, then the market is still in that bullish position for another leg higher. Come below 420, intraday, start closing candles below, daily chart, start closing candles below, then the market is likely morphing into something different. From a market psychology perspective, I think it's worth reiterating something else that we discuss from time to time. Now's one of those times I think it's worthwhile. How do I know now is one of those times? Based on some of the emails I get with some of the questions I get. Aren't you worried about X? Isn't the market going to fall because of why? What about A, B, and C? These are all valid points. These are all issues, whether it's China, whether it's Russia, whether it's inflation, whether it's the Fed, whether it's this, that, or the other thing. Those are all valid points. What they are put together is called the wall of worry. The market loves to climb the wall of worry. When the market gets to a bona fide destination, it will let us know it will likely put in some kind of a big-time reversal candle. Whether it's in the futures, in the middle of the night, or early in the morning, those thieves, whether it's early or late, the thieves tend to steal the show at times. Or whether it's in the middle of the day and the market puts in a gap and crap, a big tail candle, a big-time intraday reversal on some heavy volume, certainly heavier than we've seen recently, then that's going to be a different tale of the tape. But right now, she's in float mode. The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew 
is likely working on getting another busload of bulls on board. If they're able to do that, get another busload going, they'll send the market up for another leg higher. Don't pay attention to where this line went. We're just talking about the next bona fide place. This is not a refined number. This is plus or minus 50 cents, maybe even plus or minus a dollar, 436, 437, above 437. In that neighborhood is the next big time area that the market will be headed to if she can get above that 200 period moving average. Now that doesn't have to be the end of the line, but that's the next magnetic place that price will get drawn up to and find overhead resistance at. Let's do something else. We're looking at an hourly chart. What we're also looking at is one of these bearish flaggish patterns. Now it's pretty unmistakable. We're looking at this area here and the market has been eating time off the clock in a bearish flaggish formation since the move down from the recent highs. They've basically been eating time off the clock going sideways. Well, what does that generally mean? Well, it generally means that we're in for another leg lower out of this pattern. So there's a couple of things going on. If by chance, for example, tomorrow they decide to begin another leg lower, where would they be going? Same numbers we've been talking about, 423, 422.50, if they spike it, maybe they get to 420, but somewhere in that neighborhood would be the result of this bearish flaggish pattern. Of course, inside the number members will have the refined numbers on an as needed basis as we always do. But there's a method to the madness. There's another thing going on. So let's say, and we're not just saying, this is a fact, the market has been testing for a couple of days an important number, 426. You'll see it come out inside the numbers in a few moments. It was there yesterday, it was the pivot, it was the pivot again today. 426 is important. Well, here's what we're saying. She's been testing and retesting 426 since yesterday morning, over and over and over again. So what that tells me is something very simple, and I've used this many times in the past. It's not an end-all, be-all, it's a concept. If she's not able to get below 426 and keep going to the downside, then one of two things is going to happen because there's only three things that can happen. And if one's not going to happen, meaning the downward direction, the two that are left over is she goes sideways for a longer period of time or she goes back up in the other direction. So right now, if she's not going to go down and every opportunity was presented for Mrs. Market to go lower yesterday morning, this morning, all day long, she could have broke lower any time she wanted. She's chosen not to do so. Two things are left. More sideways, that's possibility number one. Or the other thing, and the last thing left would be, how about another run up in the northern direction? It's options expiration week. Weird stuff happens. Expect the unexpected. Don't be surprised to see the bearish flaggish pattern play out when you wake up in the morning down to 423, 422, or don't be surprised to see another gap higher open right around 430 or even higher. We don't know which one, if either of those is gonna happen, but we're not gonna be surprised if one or the other does happen. Either way, we'll have a beat on it early in the morning and inside the number members will have the numbers accordingly.
Speaking of inside the numbers, let's go through the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. The point about going through the commentary on a day like today, even when there was a narrow range and it was very quiet, is let's find out if the numbers still work. Happy Thursday. Little bit of a continued pullback overnight, but we've seen this day in and day out. They only snap back. That's the rescue operation in force, only to be met with the early morning pre-market by the dip crowd. You see, 426 is still our pivot. You betcha. If they're below, the door opens to test yesterday's low around 424.50. Then once again, for the seventh time, the door would be open for 423 to 422.50. Again, they still never went down there. They still may, but they haven't. On the other side of the highway, headed up north, 427.20 is important and overhead resistance. Above, and the door opens for 428.65 and higher. The higher is a real-time thing as needed as usual. Of note, the early morning lack of activity in stocks on the move points to somewhat of a quiet floater. The jury is still out at zero dark 30, but guess what? It was a quiet floater. We can see the writing on the wall, especially when you've been doing this as long as I have. This is the time of the year when this happens. That's why it's called the summer doldrums. You don't need to force stuff. You don't need to hope for a bigger market move. You just let the market do what it's gonna do. The volume will come back. The institutional participation will come back, and it'll come back shortly, sooner than later. They're winding down the summer. Right out of the chute, 921. 426 is still the pivot. A test is a test. Closing candles below is something else. If they start to push higher, 428.35 is both a target, magnetic, and overhead resistance. 428.65 is the top end of that zone on a spike. Above, 429.50 on candle closes, and the bulls are back in town. I want you to focus on two things. 426 is still the pivot. If they're above, that's the bull case. Below is the bear case. 428.35 is a target, magnetic, and overhead resistance. The bottom line is 426 even. That's the pivot. Right of the vertical is today's activity, of course, and this is a five-minute chart. 428.35 is the overhead resistance the magnetic thing, all that stuff. So you can see what happened while they hit it at the end of the day rather than earlier in the day on that midday push, doesn't matter, they hit it anyway. That was the spot that was pulling price in when they made another run on another rally attempt in the afternoon. That's what drew price to that spot, the magnetic stuff. So you had the pivot, meaning the bull bear pivot. So below is the bear case. So they were above for the most part all day long, except for a little bit here, a little bit there, a few minutes here, a few minutes there. Other than that, they're staying above. And guess what? And where did they go? They went to the target, the magnetic thing, and the overhead resistance. Funny how that works. That was the whole day laid out at 921. Not really the whole day, it's just those were the numbers. It is what it is. When you show up in the morning and you look at the chart and the numbers are the numbers, those are the numbers. You don't need to look for stuff that's not there. Overanalyzing is a trader's worst enemy. Get questions like that all the time. What about this? What about this? Look at this chart. I'll get a snapshot from a phone. I could see two candles and a line. What am I supposed to do with that information? Just follow the commentary and don't create stuff between the lines.
What I'm going to do here is scroll up, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. The market was in a tight range all day long. It was like watching paint dry. And then you get to the point at 1057, for example, not much to say about this type of tape. We're at the point where my eyes have rolled into the back of my head watching this thing. So I'm taking a break. There's nothing going on. The market is slow. You don't have to watch it. Go do something else. Go play ping pong. Go play golf. Go play tennis. Go for a walk. Go for a drive. Walk the dog. How about stocks on the move? We only had three possibilities on the board. GameStop, Sanofi again, and KSS. Only one hit its number. We'll take a look at the chart. And here it is, GameStop. Little bit of a haircut at the opening bell. 37.95 was the number. They came into it, little bit of a bounce, spiked it, another bounce. They provided the minimum required base hit, and that was about it. And by the way, they did not, and I repeat, did not do it in the manner in which. However, I know there were traders that took this trade anyway out of boredom. That's not the right reason, but nevertheless, the numbers work. What about the folks over in Camp IWM? Well, they were up a little over one half of 1% today. My favorite market leading indicator, the SPY was up about half that much. So it is leading the market in the northern direction. Now, we're not going to make a federal case out of what happened today. A few pennies here, a few pennies there, but they're also still hanging around the highs. The negative thing is they're underneath their 200 period moving average. That's a negative. Not to say they can't pop back up and get over it tomorrow. There's a gap to be filled up above. They're going to fill that gap one way or the other. Remember, same conversation that we had with the S&P. They haven't been rejected. This is a pullback. Make the distinction between a rejection and a pullback. They're two different things. A pullback is the market building energy for another push higher. A rejection tells you they reached the destination and now there's going to be more of a pronounced or prolonged type of corrective move. Still a retracement in the big scheme of things depending on which chart you're looking at, but they don't just go down a dollar, a dollar and a half, a few pennies, hang around the highs. That's not a rejection. That's a little bit of a pullback. Here's the weekly chart again. Are they really going to leave the 50-week moving average alone? That's the blue line. They came close, didn't touch it. There's your 200. Are they really going to leave this stuff alone and get rejected all the way down? Or are they just going to play some games for a while, meaning the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew, and then finally go spike them through? And I vote for the latter. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Now, this is my second favorite market leading indicator. The IWM is a number one, but this is my favorite canary in the coal mine. So here we are up almost 1% today, hanging around the 200 period moving average. Underneath, but hanging around. There's been no rejection. If we saw a rejection, remember last night, we talked about going down at least to the breakup candle low, 14,650 or maybe even lower. Right now, that's not what they're doing. They're still fighting the 200 period moving average. Essentially, all they're doing is eating time off the clock up in this range, period, full stop. What about the Q people? Same routine, eating time off the clock. There's been no rejection, little bit of a pullback after one of those signs and or signals of a trend change, by the way. Right out of the course, lazy e-mini trader, 
Basically, this chart is consistent with all the rest. They're not all in the exact same position. Some are above a moving average, some are hovering under it, some are not even close to it, like this one, not close to the 200 yet. They're in between. However, they're still all doing the same thing. Remember, it's all the same market. They don't all move to the same magnitude each and every day, but they all move, generally speaking, together. Anything doing with the financials, up eight cents, can't make a federal case out of that. What are they doing? Same thing we've just been discussing. Eating time off the clock, not doing much. Now we're ranging day, there's just not much development on the charts today. Good old Smash Mouth holding its 20 period moving average after a retest of the former highs. So now we have a little tiny double top scenario, but we're staying above that moving average, so the trend is still up, this trend is up. This is a channel, but it's an up channel. It's a trend, doesn't mean we can't go higher. There's no reason this can't go higher until or unless this whole thing breaks to the downside. That's not happening now, so we go with what the duck is. The duck is, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a duck until it's proven to be something other, meaning like the ugly duck. Weekly chart hovering, right underneath the 100 period moving average. Still no rejection. You have somewhat of a attempted rejection last week, but then they popped right back up. So what are they doing? Well, they're doing the same thing the other stuff was doing. They're eating time off the clock, building energy to get through that 100 week moving average. That's the way you have to interpret this until the market's telling you something different is happening. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. This is everything that I wanted to and intended to discuss, so therefore we'll pull the ripcord here tonight. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.